The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. It is so, as stated by Emerson, that every institution is but the length and shadow of one person then the Agape International Spiritual Center, the Agape University of Transformational Studies and Leadership, the Association for Global New Thought, and the Season for Nonviolence are indeed extensions of Michael Bernard Beckwith and his vision of a world joined together by humankind's highest development, spiritually, educationally, scientifically, governmentally, economically, and socially. Michael Beckwith's life is a living testament to building community. In the 1970s, he began a journey that to this day embraces the world's major wisdom teachings of East and West. Author of the award-winning book, Spiritual Liberation, and featured in the best-selling book and film, The Secret, he has appeared on The Oprah Show and Larry King Live. He has taught alongside international leaders and the world's spiritual traditions. Michael's first PBS special, The Answer Is You, is currently being aired nationally, and you can go to his website to find out about that. But we are very honored and privileged to have such a leading voice in our world today that is truly creating changes, not just in mindsets, but in heart sets, in world sets. I'd like to welcome Michael Beckwith to 1111 Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time zone we're in. It's my joy to be with you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. You certainly have created some tremendous visions in the world that are touching millions of lives. Were those visions something that you had all along and it just took time to allow them to come? Or are these things that came along throughout your spiritual journey unfolding? I know you have made the statement that God does not call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think it's a both-and situation. I can remember as a young boy sitting on my front, laying on my front lawn, looking up at the sky with a friend of mine, uh, just looking at the stars and feeling an urge to be a part of making a difference on our planet. And that was as a young boy, so I can remember those, those inner tinglings within me, not knowing how it was going to unfold, but being brought up in a, an activist family, a family that um, basically guided me towards making a difference on the planet. I always knew that I'd be doing something, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And then as uh, I evolved and uh, opened up more and more spiritually, it became uh, directed in a way that would transform consciousness, which would ultimately, of course, transform uh, the world. 
Well, and it's very apparent that, you know, things that come through you, and, and you have tremendous gifts of books and DVDs and tools and teachings that continuously flow through you and touch so many people. And one of those powerful tools and teachings happens to be the life visioning process. Can you talk about what the life visioning process is, and was that a process that you realized through your own unfoldment, and that's how you're able to bring it to us? Absolutely. That that came about um, a number of years ago. I was uh, teaching at a, uh, a school of ministry, and students were asking me uh, what they thought was the difference. Uh, they thought there was a contradiction between uh, having it all and surrendering to life or surrendering to God. And what emerged out of that dialogue was uh, my teaching on the different stages of spiritual growth, development, and unfoldment, and how visualization was in one stage, and visioning was in the stage in which you were basically living a life of surrender. Uh, uh, I, I call sometimes I call a visioning uh, 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 beginner's mind on steroids. <laughs> and For not you. to cut you off and let you continue, but visualization is where we try to imagine certain things, but visioning is where we allow things to come. Absolutely. Okay. You said that absolutely perfectly. Visualization, you state what you want, you, you see it, you feel it, you taste it, you have an emotional involvement with it, you help it manifest. Whereas visioning, you are allowing uh, the next stage of your unfoldment to come to you. You're allowing that which is, with the, which is outside your present paradigm. You're allowing new territory to be discovered. So you're in a, a high state of beginner's mind, receptivity, availability to allow uh, the next thing that's trying to emerge if you're dealing with the project, uh, the next level of your soul that wants to come forward if you're dealing with yourself. And so this is something that evolved, that, that became a, um, a kind of a foundation piece in my spiritual community, Agape. It's how I started Agape and how we, uh, to this day, uh, work with projects that are emerging or new ministries or new programs. We have a vision team and that allows for the vision to speak itself into expression. We learn to articulate it. And knowing that you cannot have anything that you're not willing to become in consciousness, the work then increases with us becoming the, the right vehicle for that vision to manifest. So it's and, a and wonderful that's, transformational that's, tool. And that's everyone coming together and allowing that vision to come through many, knowing that it's all the same vision but just weaving itself into the tapestry of what is to unfold. Absolutely. People will see things. Some people see things. Some people hear things. Some people feel things. But in the context of a visioning, we begin to um, pull it all together and we can see the direction of what's trying to emerge. Uh, I'll always remember when I was beginning Agape, uh, some people, they would have, they have this constant vision of this big, tr big tree. They describe this tree and and we uh, would, would talk about it metaphorically, what the tree means in terms of its deep roots and its wide, expansive nature, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And other people were seeing other things. And then ultimately, when we found our very first place of meeting, that tree was in front of the building. That, that tree that they had described was absolutely there. So some people were actually picking up, literally, a vision of where we would begin agape, and other people were picking up other elements of it. And to take it even a step further, spiritually, Agape is a global community. It has 
expanded into a transdominational movement and community of 9,000 local members and a million-plus friends worldwide. So that tree not only took root, but its branches and leaves have expanded so far that it is now covering and protecting and guiding many other things that have come through you, such as the University of Transformational Studies and Leadership and other uh, works of art and other gatherings of people creating many beautiful things, where uh, from music to movies to workshops to studies to ministries, many types of things. So that visioning process, the life visioning process, once you begin it, it never really stops. No, absolutely, because you, you're dealing with something that is infinite. Each of us are infinite beings, here to reflect and to reveal the cosmos in radically unique ways. So once you make yourself available to the unfolding of the vision through you, you're always on the edge of becoming. So there's that radical tension between being and becoming. You're you're perfect as you are, you're whole and complete, at the same time you're infinite, which means that there's always more to be revealed. So when we were sitting in our living room, my living room, uh, 25 years ago, uh, visioning agape, the things we saw seemed uh, large and distant, and now they are part of uh, our everyday activities that we have to nurture and sustain and maintain. And even in the midst of that, there's more that's trying to emerge, and it's a continual process. Now, when someone moves through a spiritual path, you talk about in your book uh, the life visioning and, and in, in spiritual liberation as well as through the life visioning process that we move through four stages. And my question is, if there are people that feel really stuck or very much caught up in their chaos or in their lives or too busy and they're just starting to even get the idea of sitting still, how do they get into this life visioning process or is it part of those four stages that we move through that we eventually get to the place where we can do this? Right. It, it just depends on the individual but uh, stage one uh, is the stage where people feel like they're victimized. They're vic- they're, they think that the, something external to them is governing their destiny, an, ex- uh, the, an external God, their circumstances, their parents, where they were born, etc. And uh, at that point, uh, as I teach, you know, your, your pain pushes you until vision pulls you. And so at some point when people are sick and tired of being sick and tired, to quote Fannie Lou Hamer, uh, they begin to ask some questions about the nature of reality, the nature of the universe, and they become a prime candidate for entering into stage two, which is where you learn your very basic metaphysical tenets that we're all connected, that there's one power, that there's one presence, that thought uh, 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 transmutes itself into a perception, and perception becomes experience, and that you can begin to monitor your thinking, you can begin to visualize, you can begin to affirm, you can begin to enter into some very basic spiritual practices um, before you even get into deeper states of meditation and envisioning and things of that particular nature. Stage two offers you a way by which you begin to learn the very nature of the universe is good, it's unending, it's, uh, it never compromises nor contradicts itself, it's always for us. When a person begins to study and apply some of these basic principles, uh, their life begins to change. They begin to create a little distance between themselves and the crisis they may find themselves in. And then as that continues to deepen, uh, there's a deeper level of surrender, deeper level of vulnerability, deeper level of availability and opening. And now now you're able to go into stage three, 
which is more uh, being a place, being an opening, being a channel, being a vehicle for life to operate through. Stage two, you're making it happen with your mind. Stage three, you are allowing something that's already happening to move through you. Stage four, you realize you are the thing. You're it. And so if someone is struggling, uh, they may find themselves, which is you know, what the, the New Thought Ageless Wisdom Movement has done a very good job at really articulating stage two principles in terms of the power of visualization and cre- cre- creative imagination and seeing your life differently and, and those type of tools and ways of being in the world until you get to a, 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 deeper, a deeper approach. Your pain pushes you until your vision pulls you. I am with Michael Bernard Beckwith, and he is the author of The Answer is You, which is in book form as well as a wonderful new PBS special. You can go to their website, agapelive.com, and click on the PBS icon and find out more about this. The book and the PBS special will help you to understand that in times of challenge and change, there are key questions that many share. Do we search for meaning or grasp for survival? How can we prosper and grow? What is genuine happiness, and how may we experience it? As one of the most respected visionary teachers of our time, Michael Beckwith addresses these profound questions in his first public television special. In this book and in the special, Beckwith explores in depth these topics and more. Michael Beckwith is unwavering with his conviction about creating a world that works for everyone, and he is contagious, encouraging, and convincing in his passion. Connect to Michael Beckwith at agapelive.com, and we'll be right back for more of this wonderful Master's Wisdom. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. 
We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. As co founder and president of the Association for Global New Thought, Michael Beckwith stands at the forefront with other visionaries in the fields of spirituality, education, sociology, economics, science, international futurists, those who dare to call an end to human suffering. AGNT is the convening organization of A Season for Nonviolence, a grassroots campaign located in more than 100 U.S. cities in 40 states and 10 countries. Michael Beckwith's humanitarian activities have attracted to him accolades from many organizations, a few of which that occurred just in 2009 alone, and there's a list on his website that you can go read about. But just in 2009 alone, he achieved the Ebony Magazine Power 150 Award, the Celebrity Society Magazine Power in Spirituality Award, the Gamble Tree of Life Award, the Braveheart Award for Inspiration, the Hollywood Note Foundation's Visionary Spotlight Award. Michael, is it tiring or exhausting for you? I know that you travel a tremendous amount. So much comes through you, and there is this kind of push and pull between doing and being that so many people struggle with. How does a person with your busy schedule and your status, and, and I'm sure people are clamoring after you all of the time, how do you maintain your balance and your ability to stay centered enough into your own visioning processes and different spiritual practices? There, there's certain things that I, I do every day that are pretty much boilerplate for my life. I wake up, I move into a state of gratitude for being alive, period. And uh, I certain things that I eat, and I work out, and then I, I meditate. And I, I don't leave my house until there are certain things that I do. And so that by the time I walk out of my door... I'm, as, I, as I tell people at Agape, I just told them last night, I'm clear. You know, you ask the question, am I clear? And you check yourself. Is there worry? Is there doubt? Is there fear? Is there ambition? What's the motivation that's running you right now? And you try not to move into action until there's clarity there, until you're really clear about your purpose, your mission, and why you're doing what you're doing and where you're going. And so that's meditation and contemplation. And that's just such a fabric of, of my being. And uh, I think sometimes people um, think that because you're a meditator that you don't do a lot. But it becomes just the opposite because the more you meditate and have a, a kind of a contemplative life, the more creativity flows through you and the more, uh, come, more opportunities show up for you to be a part of, of so much. So it's, a, it's an interesting paradox that as an individual I'm a contemplative, but I'm all over the place in terms of things that I do. 
and fly to speak here and part of this meeting and a part of that task force and writing this and speaking here. It's, a, it's interesting for me to look at myself. Now, one of the things I don't do is I don't take the long view on my calendar. Uh, I pretty, once I approve something, I forget about it until almost do I have to do it. Um, so that so you're very I, much in the now of, I'm, of your I'm experience. here. I, like this interview, I knew about it yesterday. You know, it came in, into my purview when my assistant said, oh, you have an interview tomorrow uh, at 4 o'clock, 11-11 magazine, you know. But three days ago, I didn't know that. I mean, of course I knew it when it first was scheduled, but after that, so that if I look at my calendar and actually look at all the things I was going to do in the week or that month, it would probably make me tired. But if I'm just here, and then I'm doing the next thing, and then I'm doing the next thing, which becomes a continuation of who I am, then I, it doesn't look to me like I'm doing 20 things. It looks like I'm doing just one thing, perhaps in 20 locations. <laughs> well, and that seems like you've, you've really got a deep understanding that the answer is you in your life. And that is the title of one of your latest books, as well as a PBS special. Uh, so if the answer is you, then what is the question? The answer is you is the, the answer to every question that one may be going through. So if an individual is suffering um, from a seeming sense of lack or limitation or there's apathy there or they have lack of a vision, then the answer to all of that is within us. It's not in the external world. It's not in our authority figures. It's not in the government. It's not in anyone outside of ourselves. The answer is always us. And if we can stop long enough and be with ourselves and ask the appropriate questions and the empowering questions, we would discover the answers are really within us. Now, of course, what I'm saying is age-old. It's been said for thousands of years, but very few people actually stop long enough to catch the inspiration that comes from our soul. The answer is us. And if an individual were to absolutely stop and ask the right questions, sincerely, they would be shocked at the genius that is within them, shocked at the creativity that's within them, the power that's there. It's just aching and begging uh, to express itself and to come through. So I tell people, you know, you are the answer. You're the answer to your own issues. And if you, you spend enough time with yourself and fall in love, with what uh, the Creator has created as you, my God, the life energy that it will express is beyond what you can imagine. So is the biggest disease in our country and perhaps on the planet right now is the fact that we are looking, number one, for answers outside of us, but number two, we are making those answers so many other things, some materially, some um, finding gurus or teachers that we think have the answer, um, other things such as addictions. Is that our biggest disease on the planet? It, it, it's all of that, a absolutely. We have a, a telescope and we're, we're looking at it through the wrong end. And we're, we're making things much further away from us that are very, very, very close. Every, uh, every solution is spiritual to any dilemma that we may be having though it may show up materially, though it may show up physically or mentally or emotionally or psychologically, the answer is always spiritual. The spiritual part of us, of the, our real self, is eternal, never been born and will never die, and carries 
the vibration of all of the qualities of the spirit. That's wisdom, transforming knowledge, creative intelligence, love, beauty. And so when one has an awareness of that domain and it becomes the activity of our awareness, then that shows up as to what's necessary in our life. So people are out here in the world trying to move, as the old saying goes, they're, uh, they're, they're rearranging uh, the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. They're, they're out here in the world trying to move things around when, in fact, there needs to be a spiritual awakening that then provides the context for wisdom, guidance, and direction that governs our movement and our actions. So even addictions. You know, when, when, when an individual is, is an, an addicted to something, uh, they think they're addicted to something outside of themselves, but actually they have projected their power and their bliss onto a substance or onto something outside of themselves. And, and instead, uh, they have to realize that all it is is master projection, that uh, your, your body produces every chemical, uh, the mind produces all of those high states, and when you think that something outside of yourself is doing it, you've just cut yourself off from your own power. So that's a spiritual awareness, that that state of bliss or happiness or joy or ecstasy, it comes from within you. So and every time answer. we think that that answer is something outside of us, then part of the issue is we are not clarifying the questions enough to get truly to the core of that answer. Absolutely. We're, we're not go- diving deeply into that inner landscape to discover that answer within. We're still searching on the outside. Absolutely. And it's eventually all roads are going to lead to heaven. All roads are going to lead to back within you. And we hear that, but we need to really hear it with the inner ear. So and when so- you were saying at your service last night about being clear, and I know that a lot of your... Um, the individuals in the Agape Spiritual Center were talking about being clear, even just on Facebook on your page today, about how clear right, they I were, you know, which was wonderful. When you're saying you're being clear, you're clarifying those continuous questions that may come up and continually finding out where your answer is to that question within you. Absolutely. And this is, this is a part of contemplation. There's a difference between meditation and contemplation. Meditation can be your formal practice where you actually sit and enter into the silence. Contemplation is what you do when you get off the mat and you're walking around in your busy life and you just become aware of what's in your awareness. You become aware of the thoughts that are emerging. You become aware of that. And you can absolutely see that which is emerging that is real as opposed to that which is emerging that's false, transitory, emanating from a sense of separation, worry, doubt, and fear. And through a moment-by-moment contemplation, you embrace that which is real and let go of that which is false. And you find yourself becoming more and more spacious, more and more available to the eternal flowing through you. You ask empowering questions, and you become much more available to rich insight taking place on a moment-by-moment basis. We have to be willing for that kind of transformation to take place. And if we're looking at clarity and intent, are those two things for the purposes of the universe to have direction from us, or is clarity and intent really for us to lead ourselves forward? Clarity and, I would say, intention. Clarity and intention. uh, uh, Intention um, is is not hard, uh, 
gross, I'm going to make something happen. Intention is more of a, of a direction. You know, I intention to release this life energy. I intention to have more prosperity in my life. I intention to have more joy in my life. With when we have an, an intention, then we di- we discover that our interest uh, is around our intention, and we have a tendency to radiate those kind of thoughts, which shift our perception and allow us to 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 see better. I say that individuals suffer from an intention deficit disorder. Mm. Average individual doesn't have an intention. And so and I'm going to rap- cut to commercial break just with that. Do you suffer from an intentional deficit disorder? You can find some of the solutions and some of the prescriptions to that intentional deficit disorder by connecting to Michael Beckwith at agapelive.com. He has some amazing books that he's written, Spiritual Liberation, Fulfilling Your Soul's Potential, The Answer Is You, which is also a PBS special, and a wonderful six-CD set on the life visioning process. You were never born. You will never die. And the reason you've incarnated is to reveal the glory of the divine as you and you alone can. This is the essence of the life visioning process. Michael Beckwith's transformational inner technology for uniquely expressing the love, wisdom, and beauty that you are. Life Visioning invites you to join the founder and director of Agape International Spiritual Center for his first full-length course and begin the adventure of conscious participation in your soul's evolution by activating your highest potential. You can connect with Michael Beckwith at agapelive.com. He is doing a public dialogue in Portland with Robert Thurman this upcoming week. There's also live streaming available, worldwide streaming, of many of his services. And you can register for the Revelations, an annual conference that is held by the Agape Spiritual Center and led by Michael Beckwith from April 14th to 17th of 2011. Come right back and we'll speak a little bit more to Michael Beckwith. Be Extraordinary Seventh Wave Network Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. 
And the results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone We'll neuro- need to perform a surgical urinary biopsy. MIBG After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Michael Beckwith is the founder and spiritual director of the Agape International Spiritual Center, a trans-denominational spiritual community known for its rich cultural diversity, local and global humanitarian programs, and promotion of the arts. Author of the award-winning book, Spiritual Liberation, and featured in the best-selling book and film, The Secret, he has appeared on many television shows, including Oprah and Larry King Live. He has taught alongside international leaders of the world's spiritual traditions. Michael's first PBS special, The Answer Is You, is currently being aired nationally. And you can go to the agapelive.com website and also access many of the wonderful books, CD sets, DVDs, and beautiful music that he and his wife, Ricky Byers Beckwith, have created over the past 20 years. Some amazing tools and teachings that can support you on your unfolding spiritual journey. He often has many wonderful statements that he says, so if you ever get the opportunity to see him or listen to him, you will hear him say things such as, your pain pushes you until your vision pulls you. God does not call qualified, he qualifies the call. Everything that comes out of this master's mouth, it is timeless wisdom, it is said with such integrity and sincerity, and most of all, you feel the heart of it because it resonates so deeply in your own body when you hear it. It is essential for each one of us to always access the types of teachers and individuals that understand that they are not here to be the guru but are here to just show us as an example, as a creator, as a person unfolding their highest potential, what that looks like so that we can do the same in our own lives. Michael, I know that that's what you do for people. I know that when people get around you, they get extremely inspired when they read your books, when they take the time to look at your DVDs or see the CDs. How important is it for us really to step into the infinite possibility that's within us, not so much for ourselves, but to be that example that others need to see? Oh, my God. I think uh, there's the opportunity and a mandate. We have an opportunity to step into our greatness and to our authentic nature, but also nature demands it of us. Uh, when, as, as we are each created out of its image and out of its likeness, this, out of this presence, this divine substance, this cosmic mind, whatever name you want to use there, we have a mandate to do this, that, that our entire life is about uh, a revelation, about revealing our, our authentic self at a higher and higher levels. So we really, so it's like the choiceless choice. We think we have a choice to choose this, but at some point we realize that just as 
a flower, when placed in the proper condition, blossoms and becomes its highest potential, we are here to create the proper conditions within our own soul field so that we can blossom and then be a shining example, a contagious possibility for everyone around us. The quantum statement is, as, as I am lifted up, I draw all unto me. And I think everyone deep inside really wants to be that kind of individual. Well, there's the, probably the most asked question on the planet for individuals is, what is my sole purpose? Why am I here? And from my own experience, I have discovered that being able to create beautiful things like the 1111 magazine or my voice on 1111 talk radio and being able to experience myself in these different ways is my sole purpose. Is that the one common sole purpose that we all have, being able to create and being able to experience ourselves? Absolutely. I, the way I would say it, we all have a, the, the sole purpose of reflecting and revealing the cosmic, cosmic order, reflecting and revealing the face of divinity. Everyone has that same purpose. We all have different ways of doing that. We have different missions. You're, you, you create beauty through the written words and through the magazine and, and creating points of inspiration through your radio program and probably other, other wellsprings of creativity that are waiting to emerge as well. Someone else has other gifted areas and other powers and capacities within them, but the purpose remains the same, to reflect and to reveal the, the cosmos, the presence of God in a powerful, magnificent way. I say that we are all singular manifestations of an of, of a eternal unfoldment so that everyone's purpose is the same, but how the mission may be different. And once we understand that, then we can, uh, wherever we are in our places of employment, whatever our task might be in any given moment, we can walk into a room and literally reflect and reveal the cosmos in a radically unique way change that environment, create environment for possibilities and opportunities, and watch peace and love and harmony and creativity just break out everywhere that we go. When we are liberated, when we are free, when our intention is in alignment with that. And I have a great question for that, but I believe we have a caller on the line that has a question for you, Michael. Um, caller, uh, would you mention your name and ask your question, please? My name is Karen, and I'm from Yorba Linda. Thank you for calling in, Karen. What is your Hi, question Karen. for Michael Beckwith? Well, um, I have a, I guess, kind of a simple question, but I'd like to just begin somewhere, and this is a really terrific interview with Reverend Beckwith, who I adore. Thank you. <laughs> adore. And, um, Dr. I, I, or Reverend, I just wanted to um, ask you a question about um, the connections that we feel at Agape um, through all of the creative expressions, it seems like there's a um, some kind of a, an interesting divine thing that happens where we're liberated individually, but we connect with each other. And how is it we can create that more in our communities? And how, how is it that we can take that spark in your eye when you look at Ricky <laughs> that <laughs> just reveals infinite connection and love? And how can we make that alive in, in us more? That's a good question, and interestingly enough, that kind of question contains the answer. So when you, you, you say, how can we create that spark? How can we create that instant connection? How can we create that vitality and community? You take off the word how, and you say, I'm willing to be an instrument to create that spark everywhere that I go. Now, once you tap into willingness, 
then the universe begins to supply you with the ways and the means for that to happen. Now, to ask a how-to question, that is a, a ploy of the ego to keep you uh, immobile because you'll constantly be waiting until you get the right answer. Ah. But if you say, I'm willing to be the place for this to happen, then answers begin to flow through you, and sometimes they come so fast it shocks you. So within that question is the answer. Take off the how-to and say, I'm willing to be a place for this to happen, and then watch it occur. And you'll go to places, and you'll have an insight. You'll start to connect with people. You'll notice that there'll be a connection with individuals outside of service, that everywhere you go, instead of waiting to come to a service or waiting to uh, live stream, you're taking the service with you. You're taking it into your restaurant. You're taking it at the, the checkout counter at your grocery store. And that, and that connection uh, uh, continues to amplify itself until you find yourself uh, in the agape field everywhere you go. This happens uh, to me a lot. Um, and sometimes I'm embarrassed by it because I'll go to places and I'll see little kids running around, and, and because I'm used to doing it at Agape, I just pick up the kids and hug them and love them, and we have a good time. And sometimes I have to catch myself because I'm out, and I'm about to pick up a kid and love them and hug them. I say, oh, no, no, I can't do that. I'm out here in the quote-unquote real world with a small R, and people might see me as strange or whatever. But the feeling of my connection with them and with the adults is still there. I feel like I'm, I'm in service. I'm in love with everyone. And... And then that which is most appropriate for that moment begins to unfold. Thank you so much, Karen. That was a very powerful question. I think we have another caller on the line as well that has a question. Would you state your name and ask Michael the question that you have, please? Hi, this is Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Go ahead and ask Michael Beckwith the question that you have. Welcome. Thank you. Um, you're a signatory in the call to consciousness evolution. One of the phony things was, did they have that this year, Michael? We had a uh, call to uh, a conscious evolution at Royce Hall just last week, where we wow. all came together, uh, a number of us, and had an evening of sharing the vision with tremendous enthusiasm and inspiration and love. It was uh, so many of the, uh, of the evolutionaries that showed up and also to speak about um, a wonderful occurrence that's going to take place in Washington, D.C. on 11-1-11 uh, to really bring a voice to higher possibilities for our planet at this time in human history. So we just finished a workshop, a, a, weekend, uh, a retreat last week where we all okay. met here in Malibu and prayed together and visioned and, and, and basically... Uh, and that's going to be when? You said November 11th? Yeah, 11-1-11 in Washington, D.C., not different than our show that we're on. We are on 1111 Talk Radio, and my guest tonight is Michael Beckwith. He is a modern-day mystic. In This Thing Called You, one of his many works, you ask the questions, how can I give, how can I grow, what can I celebrate? These are the questions that guided Michael Beckwith into creating the tremendous gifts that are coming through him on the planet. As you move through your own life experience, it is very imperative to understand that the ego asks the questions of how to before it asks the questions of what is. What gift is trying to come forward through you? If all things are working for good in your life, how would you feel? How can you give? How can you grow? What can you celebrate? These are the lessons and the teachings of Michael Beckwith. Definitely go to his website at agapelive.com. Listen to the streaming live 
sessions that he has in addition to accessing the music, the books, Spiritual Liberation, The Answer is You, and connect to the six-CD set of the life visioning process and begin to make a revolutionary jump in your own life, a journey to live as divine love. We'll be right back with Michael Beckwith. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Of teacher is the one that you can walk up to and know that he is really walking his talk. The type of individual that is not so interested in elevating himself, but in taking your hand and all elevating together. The type of individual that understands that the most important thing is community, and through community, each individual shines. This is the essence of Michael Beckwith. If you ever get the opportunity to see him, meet him, or touch any of the creative works that are coming through him, you will instantly access that knowledge about this wonderful master. 
You can also connect with him at an amazing conference, which I've had the privilege of attending, called Revelations. And next year it is April 14th through 17th. Uh, tomorrow he will be in Portland, talking to Robert Thurman, Portland, Oregon, in a public dialogue. In addition, there is live streaming. If you go to the website, agapelive.com, you can find out more about that. And click on the icon for the PBS special. The answer is you and find out where in your area that particular thing is airing. Michael, there's so many questions that I would love to ask you, um, and we have just a little bit of time left, so I'm going to go into a couple of things. And one primary piece is you are such a builder of community, and you know how to, as you spoke before, to allow other people's gifts to shine because we all have various gifts that are coming through us and allowing people to take their role in that community. A lot of that comes from the life visioning process. A lot of that comes from attaining spiritual liberation and fulfilling individual soul potential. A lot of that comes from understanding the answer is you, which are the names of many of your creative pieces that have come forward. How does this work evolve through where we are in communities, organizations, and governments today? Can we make this work and make a change in our lives so that we start to see more of this thinking on a mass level rather than in just pockets? Michael, are you still on? Yes, I am here. Okay. Uh, I I'd actually muted myself. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think we're seeing an evolutionary surge where this type of thinking is really beginning to take hold more and more within the, the, in the population. The idea isn't really to change governments and organizations, but to change people. And when people change, then they change the organization. They're, the intention and the, and the purpose statement and the vision statements of these organizations begin to shift, and the reason for existence begins to change. People that are birthing new businesses now and new uh, um, ways of being, new places of education, new modalities of medicine, they have a, many of these people have a different vision and a different purpose for existence than the uh, just making a profit or, uh, uh, or, or selfishness or greed. So I think what we're seeing now is, is this, this evolutionary verve uh, taking hold within the population. Now, that which is uh, faltering, that which is falling apart, um, you know, we're, just, we're in an interesting state where we're, in, as, a, as, a, as a world society, we're in flux because the old is dying and the new is emerging. And uh, the old is trying to hang on and the new is, is bursting forward. So as more and more of us uh, take hold to this evolutionary impulse that governs all creation, we're going to see more and more transformation take place on the planet. And it, it's, it's happening now. I see it as I travel. I, ha I see it as I speak to people, even people like you, who are on the cutting edge of, of a dynamic transformation. Now, 1111 Magazine, uh, every, all the themes that come through for me are given to me every September. And the issue that you're featured in is the one that's on the stands now, the September-October issue. And it really, as it started coming together, was a lot about that conversation of death, about things dying, not just physical death, but the death that we experience in life over and over again so that rebirth can happen. Absolutely. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is as many of these systems in our world or different things in our lives seem to be falling away or dying, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't mean it might not be painful or uncomfortable, but it's, there's always a gift. It's not a bad place. It's actually a birthplace. 
Absolutely. The you know when when a when a chicken comes out of an egg, you know, if if a chicken had human consciousness and uh, it was in that in, in an egg, it would say, "Oh my God, I polluted my environment, and I don't have any more space." And if it prayed incorrectly, it would say, "Oh God, give me a bigger egg." But the way the evolutionary impulse goes is that the chick begins to peck on the on the shell and ultimately is strong enough to step out of the shell into a new world. And uh, so, so the, the, it dies to that old environment and, and, and is born to a whole other way of being. And so a lot of the old things that were on the planet were, are in an old paradigm, in an old egg. And we're being forced now to peck our way into a higher state of awareness and step into a new world where there's more than enough resources, more than enough of everything to go around because it already is. But we have to live in another world in our own awareness in order to participate in that. So as that's occurring, as you indicated, sometimes it's painful, sometimes it's debilitating, sometimes it's fearful. But when that old dies, you know, as I heard someone say years ago, you know, we're here to hospice the, the, the old and midwife the new. And this is the space that we're in right now. And the biggest word to engage in with that process seems to be surrender. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Surrender used to be a bad word, particularly for people who wanted to maintain control of their life. But as you evolve, you realize you're not surrendering your life to some external deity. You're surrendering to the next stage of your own evolution. You're surrendering to this emergent energy that's kind to come forward. You're surrendering to the greatness within you that wants to express itself. So when one surrenders, there's a yielding to that which is outside our present paradigm, yet very much a part of our spiritual template. And in that process of surrender, we then open ourselves to what you call the true fruits of spiritual liberation. Mm. What do you mean by that, the true fruits of spiritual liberation? The true fruits of spiritual liberation contain a dynamic peace of mind that nothing in the world can give you, a sense of well-being, a platform and a structure for creativity. We're here for the creative urge to express itself. The fruits of the Spirit contain an awareness that all of our needs are met in any given moment and that we can demonstrate exactly what we need when we need it. And this does not mean materialism or consumerism. It means that what you need shows up, all your legitimate needs show up in a way that is harmonious not only to you but to everyone on the planet. The fruits of the Spirit are peace, love, joy, wisdom, harmony, a deep level of compassion and kindness. These are all qualities aching to come forward and be active in our awareness as uh, evolved, mature spiritual beings. Michael, I want to thank you for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It has been one of the highlights of my experience in talk radio, so I really, really am grateful that you appeared on here, and you're welcome at any time. Continue to bring forward to us all of these beautiful gifts that come through you. Continue to be that example that we each need to see and can 
allow to be the spark within us so that we can burst forward in the gorgeous, glorious flower that you have illustrated to so many people. Connect to Michael Beckwith at agapelive.com. Get the copies of your book, Spiritual Liberation. The answer is you. Get your six-CD set of life visioning and take the time to develop a spiritual practice. Take the time to allow the vision to come through you. Let go of the wheel. Surrender and allow the divine to take over in your life. I'm Simran Singh. I look forward to talking to you next week. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.